tight and have a glass of vintage wine by the light of the moon. What's going on, Trouble Fam? Before we jump into today's episode, you know, I was really excited for this episode, and this episode is slash was, foreshadow, very awesome. And you will see the special guest is someone who I've been wanting to get on the show for a very long time. However, one of the perils of being a podcaster is the possibility of file corruption. And this episode was intended to be over an hour long and the file got corrupted and I was only able to salvage about 20 minutes. So I know it hurts me and, but we're going to get him back on. We're going to get him back on the show and, you know, we'll touch on a lot of the same topics that were lost because if there's one thing I know about this gentleman is that he'll be able to keep the sauce. Smith is one of the most introspective brothers that I know. So I just wanted to touch base before we jump into the episode to let you know the deal so that you can, because you know, I believe in transparency. I wanted you all to have all the information. And just so you know that this was supposed to be a longer, a much, much longer episode. And I will get it back. So, let's go ahead and get into it. What's going on, travel fam? It's your man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. This is a very chaotic situation. We are live streaming this on Instagram Live. You know, we are holding strong. Hopefully, they rock with us. I know that we are in the midst of the F-Boy Island recaps, and so... In the spirit of that, we're going to delay the last drop analysis because I've got a special guest today. A special guest. Pulled One up. of my best friends from the show. Pulled up on him. You know. What's up? <laughs> Kobe Bryant's doppelganger. Chill out, man. No, no, man. Said. Nice guy, Jamie. Let's give it up for nice guy, Jamie. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? How you doing? You doing well? I'm doing well. Yeah, scoot up to the mic, man. Act like you want to be here. Stay a while. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Sound comfortable. I ain't no back support. Well, I mean, right? use your core strength. Okay. You good? I got that right now. I've been chilling. But yeah, what's going on, man? Tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. A little bit about me. Yeah. Man, let's talk about this weekend. Okay, yeah. How's your how's your weekend? Jamie pulled up to Chicago, pulled up on me in Chicago. Yeah. How's it how's it how's it how's it been going for you? It's been good, man. I love this city. Yeah? Yeah, I've I've come here a couple of times. Summer is is my favorite. Oh yeah, sometimes shot is undefeated. I brought some warm weather with me this time though, so y'all y'all were blessed with my presence. That's very true. I'm probably gonna come up out this city. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was it was nice. It, it was, was nice. Perfect. It was cool, man. So did you did you do everything that you wanted to do this weekend? Definitely not. No, no. So I'm a terrible host. That's what you saying. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> I mean, some might say that. <laughs> I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if I would, bro. But some might. That's I just get up early. I like moving. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like I was pretty useless today. Today you were. Yeah, it's it was, all good though. I got it was all bad. You had me up until five in the morning, bro. Four or five in the morning. Right. So you know, I need to sleep. No, nah, you were asleep. You I was, was falling asleep. I was there. knocked out. I was. I was. Yeah, Look, was. this is not. We're getting my way from the tower. Okay, <laughs> this is not an indictment on me. Yeah. We're talking about you and being nice guy, Jamie from HBO's F Boy Island season one. So I'm curious, man. How'd you even get on 
F Boy Island to begin with. I feel like we all got DM'd. Did you get a DM? Thanks, in your DMs. Did you get a DM? I did get a DM. What was your first thought when you saw the DM? I asked you. I thought it was fake. <laughs> you thought you were getting catfish? I did. Not catfish, I just didn't. Like, I thought. I had to verify. I was, I'll put it like that. I feel you. And I felt like when I went to the profile of the casting agent, you could see, like, it was a real person. I thought they looked even more fake when you looked at their <laughs> at their profiles because there were because there weren't any like actual pictures of them. Right. It was only like flyers. Well, but then you go to like photos of like Cherish for, for yeah. Instance. She uh, she is in the game. Like you can right. search their names and stuff like that. That's so you go a smooth Google search. I, I that was probably my best class in college. Bro. <laughs> That the creeping key search terms, right. like learning how to like navigate Google, and I'm going off right now, but I feel the same way with like being able to find people and kind yeah. of, you know see where where things are connected, and I can do it that. was legit. I mean, we were on the show, and it was a, a amazing experience. Uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I said yes to it because. Um, we wouldn't have met each other, bro. That's that very real. That's very that real. real. So, what would you say? Are like the, would you say it was an impactful experience as a whole? Tell the people a little bit about your about experience, me. your personal experience, who you are, <laughs> how it led you there, and like what yeah. you actually, like what you experienced on the island. You want the juice? A little bit. A little bit of the juice and the squeeze. Well, who I am, uh, man. So I'm from, born and raised in Columbus. Uh, live in Columbus still. This is a. Um, you know Bow Wow? Through, bro. Did you know Bow Wow growing up? Nah, but I always, I think my my dad and them were like babysat by his mom. Oh, where? Yeah, my dad, my aunt, and my uh, my uncle. Well, my, so my dad and his siblings. That's what's up. Yeah, that's the only connection I got to Bow Wow. But he went to Reynoldsburg, which is like a school 10 minutes from mine. That's crazy. And uh, we used to beat up on them. We still, <laughs> we still do. Cause, and I say that, that kind of leads us into like sports. Yeah, because that's uh, been a big, a major part of your life. Big part of my life. It has been. I'm still around athletics, right. working in my current job. Um, but, man, sports has definitely like been a, a staple in my life. And I think for me, like it teaches you a lot about life. Yeah. How so? Um, I would say, man, just just about like how to work with people. Right. I think if 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 you think about the makeup of a locker room, in some of my locker rooms, you got people from rural, like yeah, public town, and you got people from big cities. You got people from the hood. You got people from uh, just all over. Right. And you got people from overseas. We got we're starting to recruit Australia, Australian punters now. Sir, that actually makes a ton of sense. Like rugby players. Pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. We got some good ones that's, that's come through. Um, I got Cam is still. I think he's with the Texans right now. Dang, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, bro. So football uh, was my my number one sport. I'm talking a lot right now. You mean you you asked the question? I am. Yeah. But. Sports and you were a beast. Like when you're coming out of high school, this is I just remember this very, very uh, casually being dropped. So for some of y'all, because I got a lot of uh, you, you guys showed a lot of love when I got the the blue check, and so uh, and much appreciated. But y'all were asking about like like during that process, you have to figure out you did like submit articles, and so people were going back to like what they were doing before and uh and you know and Jamie and I both play play college football. So Jamie dropped a US Army All American <laughs> like image and article in there. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I was like, so you you were like you were a monster like coming out of coming out of high school. I was I was pretty good, bro. Yeah. I um 
I've been blessed, man, to be just in good situations with good teams. Um, Pickerington, if you don't know of it now, we, we put out a lot of good talent in right. sports. And uh, I happen to be a part of that pipeline, man. Really the, the first one that I think went – no, Trapasso was probably the first one that I can recall. But um, – there's a lot of good players, good athletes, people that are uh, that played in the league too. That's people what's up. are still playing in the league. Taco Charlton, um, but it's a pipeline, bro. And for me, it was I was new to that town, and that was my way to kind of make myself at home. Right. To be a part of the community, bro. I moved around a lot as a kid. How, talk to me about that. Yeah, I moved around. But uh, so my mom and my dad uh, had me really young. So uh, this is kind of. Some of the work that I've been doing recently, man, is just, like, just slowing down and learning to appreciate life, man, and really look back at, like, the things that you've been through and right. where you're at now. And so I think about my life and I think about, you know, some of the challenges that I've had. I think this is one of the biggest things I learned on the show is to appreciate my struggles. Yeah. Because you never know what other people go through. Some people wish they had what you had. These are you know all what facts. I mean? And so, um, and this probably goes to, like, now, man, I, I try to make the best of each day. Um, my family is important to me. Right. But I mean, I don't think that's... relationships in general, man, I, I have to do a better job of them. Yeah. That's not uh, necessarily, I, like, an uncommon thing, though. Like, I feel like things... Because things will evolve and and you, you have to like redefine your purpose in somebody's life from time to time like where you, when when you all are both like transitioning into a different For season sure. and i don't think i ever knew myself that's that's my big thing is yeah. i was always what other people what i felt other people wanted of me oh okay i, I never and, and so for me i try to try to i've always grown up like trying to living in two different households so right. if you think about some of the experiences that I've had, you know, and it's not bad. It's just different. Right. Different values that each family was brought up in. And so in, in having both my parents and my dad still being engaged in my life, I still experienced some challenges with that. And I think as a suburban black kid, that's another thing that I don't know if you can relate to that. But yeah. sometimes, man, people think that, that everything is perfect yeah. just because you excelling achieving like doing good stuff right i had a i had a whole like for me and my understanding now is i had a whole inner world that or inner like thing that that i hadn't worked through yeah um i think there's there's a life that we share with people and then there's a life that we live internally too and and, and it for me I, I think i don't think i was aware of that or i would just try to find myself out in this external i think it's the real work is inside yeah and you're you're big on on the inner work, like mm -hmm. on being able to like get to the core of who you are and sure. and being able to articulate thoughts and feelings and, and reactions, and then and then also supporting other brothers and sisters who are, who are doing that that same work. No doubt. Why is that? Why is that so important to you? Um, for me, man, it's just I feel like at this point it was something that I wasn't aware of, and I think as I grow in my understanding of what I what I think about. Right. What I process on a day to day, how I view things, um, I understand how important it is to like just be mindful of where you are. Right. Um, be graceful to yourself. Like I think I I would say a lot of us as men, and I, I'm generalizing right now, but my guys, like showing struggle is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. We uh, at least for me, I was I was taught to to feel though. Yeah. My dad always modeled. A man that was in touch with, with with what he feels and also willing to share that. 
And uh, that's one of the, the biggest things I learned from my pops. But for me... Was that empowering? It was. Yeah, like, how so? I think it was. It is now that I look back on it. I think for the longest, I didn't feel comfortable opening up and expressing. So a lot of it was just him. Right. It wasn't me being able to kind of articulate and maybe share what I wanted, what I felt. Right. In, in various moments. Um, even, like, the good things. Like, I, I struggle with celebrating things sometimes. When you are looking forward so much, and then and then when I talk about sports, so I'll use this as an analogy, but this still applies to life as well. It's like if you play in special teams, right. you want to be a starter. Right. There was a lot of my career injuries, playing like just just not having good practices, different things like that, coaching changes. That's another experience I didn't think of as traumatic, bro. But when you get recruited by somebody, you kind of, like, give yourself... Yeah, you trust in that person. That program. And they, they say, I'm, you know, I'm taking I'm over for your, for your boy. To, you know, I'm going to be his father on campus. And right. There's that rhetoric. Um, and and it's, it is true, but they also have a job to do. And so... And the way that you perform puts money in, they, in, their, in their pockets. It does. Or it takes it out. That, too. <laughs> that, too. And so I experienced that yeah. due to other circumstances. Um, but I also, like, it's, it's, it's a big change, man. And for me, I, I never really had the relationship I think I wanted in a coach yeah. um, early on. But especially being new to that town and being good, you know, being new to Pickerington, being good, there was a lot of great, like, about my, like, I'm grateful for my experience. Right. But, there's also like just challenges and like politics and yeah. there's a lot of that in in just all the sports for real. Right. But uh, I think for me coming at the game purely as like a look like having fun yeah. and hitting those moments it makes you change how you move a little bit. Right. So I think like just knowing that you know two big programs mm-hmm. in in Ohio State and in Louisville, mm-hmm. I feel like the the climate definitely changes when you're coming from high school to college, like, the coaches are talking to you differently, like, we're talking about, it's not very common to get to get MF, like, when you're out there when, yeah. in high school, they're not talking to kids like that, well, for the most part, sometimes they are, Some but time. would you say, uh, and also, like, as someone who had two, two head coaches, yeah, four coordinators and seven <laughs> position coaches, like, I definitely feel you on the, on the constant change, and really inability to provide consistent structure so you can like really get your footing you know what I'm saying like you learn a new system every every time so mm-hmm. I definitely feel you on that and it, it, it wasn't even the system but yeah it, it's definitely just change man I think yeah. that's that's the other thing I'm learning just in life is like change is inevitable bro like it's, right. it's happening so do you Going feel like that helped you to learn how to like roll with the punches and to adapt because I know that honestly there are several adults who can't handle change at all, and they freak out because they didn't have to deal with that when they were, you know, when they were growing up. Yeah, I think I think we see a lot of that now. I think the world is changing in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and there's a need to to still want to grow and still develop. And I and I don't know if I feel like there's a generation of people um, that, and, and maybe it's how we're taught, like that whole retirement deal like I feel like our generation or young the younger generation is 
they're, they're just innovative and creative, and I think there's a, a big change coming in education. That's that's one of the things I'm yeah. passionate about as well. Disease are going crazy, especially with like crushing student debt, student mm-hmm. loan debt, and all that stuff, and just finding like alternative ways to make a good living. Because I mean, we were bred that you got to go to college, you got to do this. Yeah, you got you, even if you don't know what you're gonna do, like you got to go, you got to have the experience. And wow, like I'm very grateful. But like you look at folks who go into trades. Um, they are in school for two years. Yeah. They accumulate very little debt, and they start earning <laughs> at twenty. Right. You know, and good and good yeah, money. See. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But it's looked down upon because you don't have a college degree, which is ostensibly, you know, just just having a, an anchor of debt tied to your ankle, especially if you didn't know what you wanted to do. You were just in there floundering. You might have been Van Wilder and been in school for <laughs> eight years. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. yeah, it's just like, I think, and, it's, and with tech, that changes everything, too, because that's about what can you do? You know, it's not about theory. It's what's next. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what can you do with the whole coding and right. data? Everything's being tracked nowadays, too. Right. So. That's very it's just getting smarter and smarter. You see these robots and <laughs> NFTs and you're deep in the NFT game. What, what's your what are your thoughts on the NFT game? Shout out to Divige. Divige. <laughs> oh man, busted brains NFT. That's what we got. Um, man, from what I know, it makes sense. So if you think of like the highlights, you think of a clip. Uh, we'll say an F Boy Island clip. Right. Josh's uh, the reaction. Little, yeah, his some of his reactions. Uh, or the the moment with the hat, and we could we talk about the hat, the hat moment. That hat could be an NFT, right? Where you put it in the marketplace, and whoever's like based on, from what I understand, right? The hype, the community, what you build, the infrastructure you build around that idea, that concept, that right. work, um, you can drive the value up. Just like there's one Van Gogh, right? Like original, yeah. And then there's there's copies that are made from there. Um, the one of one, the value is high. Right. So the one of one, somebody may copy and paste it, but I got the I have the transaction. I have the um, I don't even know what they call it. Uh, what was Viz saying? It's it's basically your wallet. Okay. You put your wallet address and it has the link, the exchange that's tied to the blockchain. So you're basically getting royalties every time the image is used. See, I don't know about that one. Oh. I just I'm collecting, so I'm just holding on to them. And if somebody makes an offer that I'm willing to um, take, right. I would hope that it's greater in value and greater value. And then there, there's also they're engaging like influencers celebrities that then yeah. bring more hype and more attention and more eyes. See, I'd heard that like the to me. And and his is special to me because of the mental health part. Okay. And he, which he's giving twenty percent of proceeds back to uh, a national mental health foundation. That's dope. Um so we'll see how we'll see how it plays out, man. I think it was just when I started thinking about the NFTs, especially with celebrities, I was hearing that it was like basically access to a club. So like if you think like a Soho house, that was the example that was given to me. Example, yeah. yeah, it's like this is your membership card. We're gonna give this to you because in exchange for publicity. Mm-hmm. But like once you once you have this, once you accumulate it, then uh, what was that? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, once you have the NFT, then you have access to, like, all these exclusive parties and, like, all that stuff is going on. That's what I'm saying. That's the community. That's the ecosystem uh, okay. around it. That's dope. Yeah. 
So as you all can see, we were really just getting warmed up. And rather than waste the episode, I wanted to just use it more so as like a preview so that y'all know that Jamie will be coming back on the show. We did not, you did not even get to hear when we got into F-Boy Island. We talked about Jamie's past relationships, like how they, how those have constructed his current view of love and what drove him to go on the show. And it's a really interesting story that I can't wait for you all to hear. So you know, it'll be back. We'll get we'll get Jamie back on the on the pod so that we can continue to or we can finish, I should say, telling his story. But you know, more episodes coming. As always, thank you again for joining the Travel Guides podcast and listening to today's episode. Please follow me on Instagram at GQ50 at the Travel Guides on TikTok at Josh GQ50 on Twitter at GQ50. And as always, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening. <laughs>